You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's Top Tips, which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. I'm back! <laughs> hey, Tamara here, and sorry, um, I never expected to take this much time off in between my last episode. As you may know, I went to England to see all my friends because I hadn't been back for six years, and I lived in England for over 20 years. So I, I was mostly in Brighton. It was awesome to see all my mates. You know, I kept saying to my different friends, I was like, you know, this is a sign of a true friendship. When you haven't seen each other for over six years and you literally pick up where you left off. And um, I'm very grateful for my awesome mates over there. That's for sure. And then I also went, I did 10 days in Morocco on my super dodgy knee. So I had a knee brace and a cane. It was definitely not the way I like to travel. So I was a little bit limited, but still managed to do pretty much everything I wanted to do. Just with a lot of pain. <laughs> And a lot of help for the locals, that's for sure. So I think I have decided, yes, the next series I will be like a mini-series, but it'll be about my uh, time in Morocco. Now, we've got one more episode after this one to finish off the Central American trip. So let's get cracking, shall we? <laughs> okay, so this is now episode number 68, and it's about my time in Ometepe, Nicaragua, as well as an epic travel day to get from Nicaragua to Monteverde, Costa Rica. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, but we'll pick up where we left off the last episode. So it was the 27th of February, 2020. So it was coming near the end of my trip. And I was in Granada, Nicaragua. And the previous day when I went to this beautiful lake, I met a Dutch couple and we decided we were going to share a taxi together to get to the ferry San George, which is near Rivas in Nicaragua, rather than take local buses because I think you have to take two. And it wasn't really much more. Total is $35 for taxi between three of us. So just over 10 bucks each. It took us 90 minutes by taxi rather than at least two hour, two to three hours by bus as well. Yeah, we got to San George which is like the ferry terminal. I had to wait a little while because the taxi was quicker than the bus. So I, I timed it for the bus times. So it's 50 Cordoba for the ferry and it's about 35 Cordoba to one US dollar. And it took about 90 minutes and you, it was actually a proper ferry. So there were seats inside you could sit on. So it was pretty comfortable. And the view, because like Lake Nicaragua is like this just massive, massive lake, right? And on Ometepe Island, in the middle of the lake, there is like two volcanoes. So it's a beautiful view because you're just coming up to the volcanoes and the island's very green, lush, tropical. So yeah, really nice, pretty view. So I was basically staying in the main town, like where the ferry docks. And I just jumped on a tuk-tuk. So it was only like 20 C, 20 Cordoba. 
to get to my hostel, which is called Hostel Las Aplas, which was lovely. It was only $7 a night. This is why I love Nicaragua so much. I literally probably got by on $25 a day for everything, transportation, accommodation, and meals. So that is pretty sweet. <laughs> I would say that Nicaragua is probably the cheapest country in Central America. So yeah, was, I had a nice big clean room. There's a huge bathroom and shower, a lovely garden with trees, and there's three big hammocks under the trees. So I was like, yep, this is where I will probably spend a lot of my time, which I did. <laughs> So once I got settled, I walked into town because you can walk everywhere. It's pretty small. And there's a really lovely cafe restaurant there, which is called Cornerstone. I highly recommend. Super healthy, super delicious food. So I had my kind of brunch, which was like this big bowl of homemade granola, yogurt, fruit, and a papaya and passion fruit smoothie. And it was $6.50. And it was yummy. Uh, and then I just kind of went back to my hostel and, like I said, chilled in the hammock all afternoon. <laughs> and just watched some Netflix because I travel, always travel with a little tablet. So I have my Netflix on there, my Kindle. So two for one. <laughs> I had a shower and then headed out for dinner later on. And I went to the El Picante Mexican restaurant where I had this massive plate of chicken nachos and a couple of beers. I uh, ended up talking to the owner, who was called Gene, and he was from Zaire, or the Congo, Republic of Congo, I don't know what it's called now, and, and like he could not believe that I'd been there. <laughs> I was like, I have, man. It was a long time ago, but I was there, so yeah, we ended off with that, and then his dog, which is very sweet, just kept me company while I had my dinner, and so my nachos and two beers was $9. And then just kind of had an early night. So the next day I went, I went back to the corner store and had some eggs, Benny and a smoothie, which was $8. And then while I was having breakfast, this Dutch couple, they're driving by on their mopeds. And I guess they were like, they slowed down to look, check out Cornerstone. They saw me in there. So they, you know, they came in and had breakfast with me. So that was nice. Filling me in on what they were planning on doing in Omasepe. I, I thought about renting moped, but I hadn't driven for a long time and I actually don't have, I don't have a driver's license. So the most driving I ever did was when I was in, in India and I lived in India like on and off for, well, my whole time in India was three and a half years on and off, but I lived there and set up my acupuncture clinic in Goa and I did that for two winters. So I'd rent a motorbike for six months when I was there. And India driving is crazy, so I reckon I could drive, but I technically do not have a driver's license. So you do need to have an international driver's license to rent a moped or motorbike in, well, most places. <laughs> India, I just know people. I know the right people. So yeah, if you want to do that in Nicaragua, then just make sure you have your international driver's license. I had kept putting off getting kind of like my, you know, gifts for friends and family and unfortunately, there was only like a, one little gift shop in the town. So I just bought some whatever the best, you know, some trinkets and things like that uh, to bring home. But I did get myself a nice leather belt for five bucks. So <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> and then it was another afternoon in the hammock. Just chilling out, reading, Netflix, all that jazz. I decided to have 
dinner at Cheetos, which was actually really good pizza place. So I had a pizza and a beer, and that was like $8.50. It was a big pizza. Like I took the rest home for me because at my hostel they had a fridge you can use. So I put my leftover pizza in there. The next day, finally, I was like, okay, I got to get my butt in gear and let's do something <laughs> besides laying in a hammock. <laughs> Although, honestly, when you saw this garden, you could understand why I spent so much time in the hammock. And it was great because I actually finally slept a full eight hours, which is the first time in a very long time that I got a good night's sleep. So I decided, yeah, like I said, I was going to not rent a moped. I was just going to walk to Punta Santa Jesus Maria, right? Which is the isthmus of where, of the island. So it's kind of where the island, it almost separated in two. So like there's just this long stretch you can walk out on and you can see the volcanoes on either side. But stupidly, I didn't have breakfast first because I was like, I looked on Google Maps and there was like showed a few restaurants and I was like, okay, a little tip by the way. But if you uh, have Wi-Fi in your, wherever you're staying, right? And you put in your destination, then once you, you know, get out of Wi-Fi range, it'll still, Google Maps will still work. So I was doing that. I was like, oh, I'll just take this little shortcut down here. <laughs> Left about 10 a.m. And it's really cute because there's lots of little villages and the kids get very excited when they see you. It's super friendly people. So about 25 minutes later, I came to the first little hotel in the middle of nowhere, really, that said it had a restaurant on Google Maps. Well, I got there. There was like no one there except for one guy who I think worked there or I don't know, the owner's son, something like that. And they were like, oh, no, there's no food here. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, but it was a nice view. So I had a little rest there. They had picnic tables and stuff and had some more water and head off again. Walked 40 minutes down these dusty, unpaved roads. Finally, yeah, 40 minutes later, I got to this, you know, bigger hotel. So I was like, okay, good, because I'm getting pretty hungry now. It's probably, you know, coming up to noon. Get there. Again, no one there <laughs> except for a couple guys just chatting away who, again, I think weren't there. They're like, no food. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But they did have a water. So I managed to buy another bottle of water. Because I'd run out of my water that I brought because I had a drinking straw, like a filtered straw, which is awesome. But I ran out of that water because I like to cut down on the plastic bottles. So I took off and it was hilarious. After my little shortcuts on the dirt roads, I got back onto the paved road. And that's kind of the only real main road that goes through one part of the island. And the next thing I know, I'm literally walking on the air, like little airport runway. <laughs> Because it crosses, the runway crosses the only main road. It's hilarious. Like, there's no even fences or anything. <laughs> so you can just see, okay, that's where the airplanes land and that's where they take off. So you just cross that. Hilarious. I was like, I've never experienced this before. That's for sure. And came up to this absolutely beautiful, like it was a narrow road and it was like a beautiful forest. That's almost like a canopy. It was almost, like it was so beautiful that went along this stretch of the road. So you almost felt like it was like an enchanted forest or something like that. It was really beautiful. I absolutely loved it. And then when you like walk down that road, you finally get to like where the isthmus is. And they have kind of like little restaurants there. And there's lots of picnic tables. So 
A lot of locals bring their own picnic and eat there. So there was people there, which is good. And there was a restaurant there that had food. Super exciting. And then you're supposed to pay a dollar to get in, but I just like into this area, but I just walked in and no one stopped me. So I don't even know if I knew that until after. But anyways, found this little restaurant, which is really cute. Nice family and ordered kind of like fried fish lunch, right? Oh my God, it was so good. And it was massive. So you got salad, rice, and plantains. And it was $6. And the fish was probably like 12 inches long. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was good. After lunch. So they walked out to the isthmus. And it was so windy. And I have what I call windophobia. So I'm okay at wind at a certain level. But when, when you see the trees starting to bend because the wind's that strong, I don't like it at all. So, of course, I'm on the isthmus, and it's, like, super, super windy. Got there. It is a beautiful view. You see the volcanoes. Pretty cool. But I was like, yeah, I am not going to walk all the way back. I'm just too hot. So I did walk back through my little enchanted forest path, like, roadway. And then I was just like, I'm just going to flag down somewhere and hitch a ride back into town. So I didn't have to wait too long. And then, it actually, tuck, tuck came up so I just flagged him down paid him a couple bucks to take me back to town so that was good I got back to the hostel had a long shower cold shower and you know I hit the hammock again (laughs) and then I had dinner at a place called Malsur which again was a kind of a Mexican place so I had this massive chicken fajita and passion fruit juice which was for seven dollars very good and of course, that night I couldn't sleep. Like the night before, I have to do this huge journey with lots of different <laughs> transport to get to Costa Rica. Of course, no sleep. I think I had about two or three hours of sleep. So that was not a good way to start the day. I did manage to walk down to the ferry port with, you know, without a tuk tuk because I wouldn't got one anyways because I went down there like at about six thirty in the morning. Because I thought that it ferry, the first ferry left at 6.45 a.m. And I knew I needed an early start to, to get to Monteverde, Costa Rica in one day. So I was planning on getting a 6.45 a.m. ferry. But it was Sunday, so that ferry wasn't running. At 7 a.m. there was a lancha, which is kind of like just a boat. So no seats, not a ferry. Ferries, you know, bigger boat with seats. Lancha, no. You're just crammed onto this lancha. Yeah, I had to stand the whole way, the side of this boat. Oh my God. And it was quite, it was still pretty windy. So the waves were pretty strong. So for 90 minutes standing there on this boat, not ideal, but still a very nice view. But it was only a dollar compared to a dollar 50 for the ferries. I would have taken the ferry, trust me. <laughs> Anyways, it took about, again, 90 minutes. And then. The chicken bus, so that's what they call local buses, public buses throughout Central America, really. So the chicken buses, which are basically old American yellow school buses, okay? So again, not the most comfortable, but the chicken bus was there when I got off the ferry. So I got on that and I asked them to drop me off at Rivas, which is the nearest bigger town, to get my transport to the border. So managed to squeeze onto the bus with my backpack and everything. But the bus driver obviously has done this many times for other travelers. So he actually dropped me off right at the spot where I need to wait for the bus to take me to the border. So that was cool. 
So it's all about 35, like just over a dollar for that bus ride. Uh, and I only had to wait about 15 minutes for chicken bus number two, <laughs> which is hilarious because it was like you have a mad scrum to get on this bus, right? Because they literally stopped for about one minute and there's a few other travelers there with their backpacks and everything. So yeah, we all like jump on this bus and then again, find my way, finally got a seat. So that was good. And it took about an hour to get to the border. And surprisingly, the border was really quick to cross. And it's about 4 or $5 departure tax, depending where you're from. So make sure you have that because it has to be, I think it has to be in US dollars, if I can recall. Just walk across the border to Costa Rica, which was country number 76 for me. Very exciting. And I was always worried because some people are saying, oh, you need when you're coming into Costa Rica by land, you need to show that you have ongoing transport, which I did have because I was flying back to Canada from Costa Rica. But I, they didn't ask me. They didn't. But just be aware that they might. And again, pretty quick through the Costa Rican border, got my stamp. And I also changed my Cordoba to Colones. So Colones is the Costa Rican money. And I think I also changed some US dollars as well. So it was 555 colonies to one US dollar. So I bought my bus ticket to Irma, because you have to get off at Irma in Costa Rica to flag down another bus to go to Monteverde. See, I told you it was a full on day. So I had to wait for an hour at the border for a bus to leave and you do get assigned seats so no scrambling around however there was no ac so it was pretty hot especially because my seat didn't have a window that opened so it was like oh my god it's like a sauna in here i did tell the bus driver like drop me off at irma and it took about two and a half hours to get to irma and of course, as you can imagine, you know, Costa Rica is absolutely beautiful. Just very green, very lush. So at the Irma, so the junction, which is basically it, <laughs> there was a restaurant there and a gas station. That's it. And you literally just cross, uh, you'll see like a sign pointing to Monteverde. So you cross the road from the restaurant gas station and wait on that, that road. There is a little bus stop there for to fly down a bus to go to Monteverde. So I was starving because I uh, hadn't eaten all day. <laughs> Just didn't have time, really. So I go to the restaurant. Oh, it's closed because it's Sunday. I'm like, this is awesome. So I go into the gas station. Luckily, we had AC and there was like a little table with two chairs in there. And they did have drinks and, you know, your basic gas station stuff and sandwiches. And they even had like a panini machine in there with the sandwiches. So I was like, okay, so got myself a chicken sandwich and a big bottle of water and a iced tea, I think, because it was so hot. And then just sat inside and I could see the bus stop across the road as well. So I just ate that and stayed in there and just enjoyed the AC for a while. So when I was done, I finally, you know, crossed the road, waited at the bus stop. There's other travelers there and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try and hitch again just to see if it's quicker than the bus. But every car that passed me was packed full of people. So no go. And then the bus was supposed to get there around three o'clock and it was about 2.45 and this minivan pulled over and the guy's like, well, I could take all of you. So I think there was like eight of us or something. 
to Monteverde for $10 each. We're like, no, because the bus was like $3. And the bus was supposed to be coming very soon. So we're like, no, thanks. And then he was like, okay, how about $5 each? We're like, "Mm." like, do you have AC? He's like, yeah. We're like, okay, let's go. (laughs) This is only $2 more than the bus. So we all jumped in. And we knew it was probably going to take us at least 45 minutes or an hour quicker in the minivan too. So yeah, we're good. So got in, and then now we're like, you know, driving to Monteverde, which is called the Cloud Mountains. So we're driving to the mountains of Costa Rica. And as you can imagine, absolutely stunning. So it took us about an hour to get to Monteverde, which is this little town, really cute. And I walked to Monteverde Backpackers. Yeah, this is the first time I was staying in a dorm on this whole trip because usually I had my own private rooms. But Costa Rica is a lot, like I'd say Belize and Costa Rica are probably the most expensive places. So not like outrageous, but when I was used to Nicaragua, it was like, okay, doubled in price. (laughs) And my dorm room, like it literally is only four people and it was really cute. So, and there was like single beds, not bunk beds. So that was fine. And my first night, there was only one other guy in the room too. So that was cool. So yeah, it's called Multiverity Backpackers, and it was $14 a night, which is pretty good. So all in all, it took me 10 hours to get from Amatepe to my place in Multiverity. 10 hours. So a long day, basically. So to hear about my amazing zip lining experience in Multiverde and also, basically, my last couple of days of the trip, when I go to San Jose, the capital of Costa Rica, then make sure you subscribe so you don't miss my next episode, because lately, who knows when it's going to come out. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm back on track, and I'll try and get one out every two weeks, usually on Thursdays, but I'm super busy with other stuff right now, so I will definitely try to get one out every two weeks, because I do appreciate you, my listeners, and like I said, apologize again for such a gap between the last episode and this one. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. Tip number one is if you want to go from Ometepe or San Juan del Sur, which is a beachside town in Nicaragua, then leave early because it's going to take you anywhere from, I mean, I don't think you could go any faster than I did it. So that was 10 hours from Ometepe. San Juan you can cut off an hour, right? So nine hours, say. Because you do not want to get stuck on uh, the other side of the border, right? Because the border, the borders close. They're not open 24 hours. Leave early in the morning. My point is like at least like between 7 and 8 a.m. Okay, tip number two is Ometepe, as I was saying earlier, if you want to rent a moped or bicycle, then, you know, be aware that a lot of the roads are not great, right? Many of them are not paved. The main road is, and keep an eye out for um, airplanes as well when you cross the runway. <laughs> so just be aware that you do have to have a international driver's license and definitely get insured as well. You and the bike. Okay. Just in case, like I said, get a hit pothole. But you know, the island itself is beautiful. There's lots of really nice beaches to explore and things to do there. Tip number three is you can also hike Concepcion Volcano. 
I didn't do it because if you listen to the last few episodes when I hiked the volcano in Leon, I thought I was going to die so, because I had a really bad chest thing. So that was still going on. I was like, no, not going to happen. But if you would like to do it, it's 11 mile return. It takes about eight to 10 hours and tour groups leave at seven in the morning and get back around three. And there's lots of things to do. There's like waterfalls. There's the swimming at Aya de Agua. It's $3 to get in. It's this beautiful swimming area. But again, if you want to go and meet the crowds, I'd go there between 8 and 9 a.m. before it gets packed out. There's chocolate farms you can go to. There's lots to do. And then for my solo female travelers, I mean, as you could hear, I walked around a lot by myself and at nighttime to restaurants. And honestly, it's so chilled. Like, no worries. People are super friendly. And I don't speak Spanish. I mean, I learned a bit, but, you know, very minimal. But if so, if you speak Spanish, then even better. But yeah, no worries there at all. And the people are very helpful, even when you get lost like I did. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay, so that's a wrap for this episode. And I will see you soon. Or you'll hear from me soon, I guess. If you want more info, obviously, you can always go to manyroadstraveled.com. All right. Take care, and as always, safe travels, one road at a time.